the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we have knowledge, we are responsible to use it to protect against the shedding of innocent blood. If we have knowledge and do not protect against the shedding of innocent blood, we are as guilty as if we had committed the murder ourselves. We are responsible for what we know. As it is with all of the commands, it's more than just what we see on the surface. There is a heart issue at stake in each and every one of these Ten Commandments that God has given us. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Layton Sheely, who today continues our series, Ten Keys to an Abundant Life. Today, we're looking at number six in the Ten Commandments, Thou Shalt Not Kill. What's really going on here? Let's join Pastor Layton and find out. Now I'm going to be referencing verses from various parts of the Scripture, but there's a few this morning that I really want to make sure that you have followed along uh, in your Bibles. I'm going to invite you to turn to uh, Genesis chapter 9 and and verse 6. Unlike any other creature, mankind was made in the image of God. Unlike any other creature, God made mankind to rule under him. Mankind is unique and highly valued by God. Jesus declares that the life of a human, the soul of a human, is worth more than all that this world has to offer and treasure. When he says, for what does a man profit if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? The value of human life relates to being created in the image of God. In Genesis 9, 6, God says, Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. And then provides us the reason why. For in the image of God has God made man. Most certainly, mankind is very special among all of God's creatures. Now, this section, this particular section of the Bible is also very important for another reason, in that it provides us insight into civil government. You see, it is right here where we find that it wasn't, the civil government was not devised in the imaginations of men. It was God who established civil government. Before the flood, there was no indication of any civil government. God says, my spirit will no longer contend with man because his heart is continually disposed towards violence. So it would appear that the only form of civil government before the flood was God's spirit contending with man. Here after the flood, God declares, whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. Here is where God established civil government. And he also makes it clear for what reason civil government was established. Now I ask you when looking at this verse, if you see any reference to a post office, any reference to supporting the arts, any reference to redistributing the wealth. What we see here, do we not, is that God 
created government to protect against the shedding of innocent blood. Let me say it another way. God is pro-life. God created government to be pro-life. Now, some might say, well, if all men are created in the image of God and God commands us not to kill, does it seem reasonable that under no circumstances at any time should any human life be terminated? And here we're going to find that that's not taught in the Scriptures. If you would, take your Bibles and open to Exodus chapter 21. Now, in Exodus chapter 20, the preceding chapter, God has given us the Ten Commandments, and some people might think that that's all he said, but in fact... God continued giving additional instructions for several chapters after the Ten Commandments. And so I'd like to bring your attention now to Exodus 21:12, which reads, Anyone who strikes a man and kills him shall surely be put to death. Capital punishment was not the imagination or initiative of man. It was God's initiative. Capital punishment is God's idea. Verse 13. However, if he does not do it intentionally, but God allows it to happen, he is to flee to to a place I will designate. Now, those places are later identified as cities of refuge, where the accused would go and wait for trial and be protected from the family of the one who was injured, who might want to take vengeance into their own hands. If the loss of life was accidental, then capital punishment was not required. I believe we call this manslaughter, accidental death. But, verse 14, if after the trial it was determined that the man had schemed and killed another man deliberately, God says, take him away from my altar and put him to death. Now, traditionally, places of worship have been sanctuaries from persecution and prosecution. But God says that anyone who intentionally schemes and deliberately kills another person, is to have no place of sanctuary, even at God's altar. Now, some might say, well, what is he doing at the altar? It's possible that he just might be trying to avoid prosecution, but it's also possible that he might be in sincere repentance for what it was that he did. What is God's position on this? It doesn't matter why he's at the altar. If he wants to repent before God, that's between him and God. But justice must be served. Take him away from my altar. Verse 15, anyone who attacks his father or his mother must be put to death. Anyone who kidnaps another and either sells him or still has him when he is caught must be put to death. Anyone who curses his father or mother must be put to death. Verse 28, If a bull gores a man or woman to death, the bull must be stoned to death, and its meat must not be eaten. But the owner of the bull will not be held responsible. If, however, the bull has had the habit of goring, and the owner has been warned, but has not kept it penned up, and it kills the man or woman, the bull must be stoned, and the owner must also be put to death. Now, this reveals to us that God holds us responsible for our knowledge. If we have knowledge, we are responsible to use it to protect against the shedding of innocent blood. 
If we have knowledge and do not protect against the shedding of innocent blood, we are as guilty as if we had committed the murder ourselves. We are responsible for what we know. Verse 30, however, if payment is demanded of him, he may redeem his life by paying whatever is demanded. This reveals to us that in some circumstances, the courts may determine the degree of responsibility up to and including capital punishment for gross negligence. Now, if you would turn to Exodus 22, verse 2, which reads, If a thief is caught breaking in and is struck so that he dies, the defender is not guilty of bloodshed. But if it happens after sunrise, he is guilty of bloodshed. Self-defense is a God-given right. However, the force used should be proportional to the danger evident. Now, we've done a little research into this verse and came across some excellent commentaries to understand it better. Richard Zorick said, One conclusion that can be drawn from this is that a threat to our life is to be met with lethal force. After the sun has risen, it seems to refer to a different judgment than one permitted at night. At night, it's more difficult to discern whether the intruder is a thief or a murderer. Furthermore, the nighttime makes it more difficult to defend oneself and to avoid killing the thief at the same time. During the daytime, it had better be clear that one's life was in danger. Otherwise, defense becomes vengeance, and that belongs in the hands of the magistrate. Kaufman said, here is the foundation of the principle that a man's home is his castle, as it was not considered murder to kill a thief in the act of entering a residence at night. The last proviso was altered in the cases of breaking and entering the daylight, the difference being that in daylight, the thief could be identified, apprehended, and brought to justice. And in this distinction, we see the truth that human life is of greater value than property, and that the life, even of a thief, is of consequence in the eyes of God. God is concerned about the life of a thief. In verses 18 and following, we find additional behaviors that God says should result in capital punishment. Do not allow a sorceress to live. Anyone who has sexual relations with an animal must be put to death. Whoever sacrifices to any god other than the Lord must be destroyed. And since we're in this part of the scripture, it is important to be reminded of God's command in chapter 22, verse 28, which says, Do not blaspheme God or curse the ruler of your people. I wish that at particularly this time that command was better known and taken seriously. Now, to Exodus chapter 23, verse 7, we find these words, Have nothing to do with the false charge, and do not put an innocent or honest person to death, for I will not acquit the guilty. Now, here God provides a warning against participating in a sham court where false charges are brought against someone, and a warning against putting an innocent or honest person to death. And here we find the basis of the American justice system principle where a person is considered innocent until proven guilty and proven guilty beyond reasonable doubt. If only one out of the 12 jurors is not convinced of guilt, the death penalty cannot be enacted. Now, there are additional behaviors that should result in capital punishment. According to God, including homosexuality, incest, offering human sacrifice, 
false prophecy, blasphemy, rape, and divination. Thou shalt not kill does not prohibit going to war. Ecclesiastes 3.8 says there is a time for war. God says there are some things that are worth fighting for. There are some things that are worth dying for. It's right to fight in order to preserve freedom. It's right to fight in order to, def- to defend innocent people. It's right to fight to stop the spread of evil. All that is necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Well, in light of our current circumstances worldwide, I would say that is a real toe-stepper. This has been Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. We trust you come away from today's program with a clear understanding of this commandment, number six of ten. You're studying our series, Ten Keys to an Abundant Life. If you would like to review today's program again, maybe you have questions about the ministry, study verse by verse, or the church that this program originates from, the Church of the Highlands, right here in San Bruno. Visit our website, highlands.us. You'll find all the information right there. Again, highlands.us. And come back and join us tomorrow for another broadcast of study verse by verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.